Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast. I'm your host, James Cast. Today is November 7th, 2022, and this is episode 89, a World Cup preview featuring two games, Dice United by Stone Mountain Press and Soccer Blast by Play Games. If you want to connect with the podcast, reach out to me on email at tabletopsportcast at gmail.com. Check out my Facebook page, Tabletop Sportcast. And if you'd like to help support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com backslash tabletopsportcast. $1 a month subscription helps support me and offset some of the costs of running this podcast. All right, before we get into today's main topic, let's take a look back at the week that was on the tabletop. All right, so look back this week. Uh, completed four gaming sessions this past week, and soccer has been the theme and will continue to be my theme for most of this month. I played two sessions getting the first two rounds complete of my Heart of Midlothian replay with Dice United. This is the soccer uh, Scottish premiership, sorry, from 2018-2019. I am replaying the Heart of Midlothian team, and they finished up the last four games of the first two rounds. Uh, so what I've been doing is playing a home-and-home home series with each team. And... They took on Rangers FC and split, uh, actually tied both games, uh, a 1-1 tie at home and a 2-2 tie on the road, and then took on the number one seed, Celtic, and Celtic ended up, uh, they ended up, Midlothian ended up winning at home 2-1 and then lost on the road 0-4. So overall, they finished with a winning record in the first two rounds. Uh, In round three... The way that the Scottish Premiership works is you basically played three games against each team. So I'm going to go through round three now, and they're going to alternate home and road games as they go through the schedule. And we'll see how they do. Um, So far, so good. And hopefully I can continue to beat up on some of the lower teams in the standings and prepare myself for some tough games with those upper tier teams. But Heart of Midlothian holding their own. I also got Soccer Blast out this week and started my monthly showcase, which is going to be a showcase of Team USA going through the 2022 World Cup, uh, playing with the World Cup set with Soccer Blast by Play Games. And the United States will play their three uh, group play games. And their first game was opening against Iran. Uh, Jumped out early, fell behind. Uh, Iran ended up taking a two to one lead pretty late and then in the 93rd minute so third minute of extra time christian polisic uh ended up scoring for the usa and they ended up with a draw with iran so not a great result puts them a little behind the eight ball um but based on the standings if they can beat wales they will advance in the into the next round uh, of course, if they end up beating England, they will be the number one seed. But, you know, their their job right now is to beat Wales. Um, if they end up drawing in all three games, 
they will still advance uh, beating Wales on goal differential because Wales will finish with three points uh, depending on how they do against the United States. So more to come there. And then my fourth event was kicking off a red, white, and blue racing uh, season. I am moving into my now 2023 season, decided to kick it off a little early. It's going to be a 19 race season using the 1980s stars. Uh, basically playing every, uh, having one race at each of the different um, speedways. And the only ones that I'm going to go through a second time, there's three of them. Uh, those are the ones that are rated for two different distances. So it gives me a total, uh, there's 16 tracks. We're going to end up with a total of 19 races. So the last three will be kind of our playoff rounds a little bit. Um, but kicked it off with the Daytona 500. And it was Harry Gant who took the checkered flag. Uh, Bill Elliott was the pole position winner. And Gant does have the early lead right now in the overall point standing. I'm actually trying a little different approach to my points scoring and might cover that in the YouTube show uh, in the next couple of weeks, talking about some of my trackers for the red, white, and blue. And that was it. Uh, I did spend some other time. I've been going through a lot of like baseball stats on baseball reference and using the how-to guide for uh, History Maker Baseball, uh, trying to play around and, and create a new set. Uh, so... That's been a lot of the other time I've been spending away. Also spent some time just setting up some other projects, uh, just getting the cards set up uh, for future showcase events that I want to do. So just taking a little bit of time to prep for some of those, even though I don't really plan on kicking a few of those off just yet. And that's about it. So that's the recap. Uh, worth noting also that um, this week was also a big announcement at a Play Games. Uh, Hard to believe, but we are in November, and they did announce the holiday sale parameters. Uh, so we're going to start hearing more and more about some of the holiday sales that will be going on from different companies. Uh, Play kind of let it off. Other good news there was they did announce that Play.com will happen again in 2023. They look like they're going to shift the dates a little bit. Uh, still be during the summer months, but looks like maybe closer to end of June, earlier July rather than end of July, early August. So that's uh, one thing. And then the other good news was like everything on their site will be on sale during the holiday sale, even though it'll be a lower discounted rate than what they usually have offered. Uh, but they will have everything on sale, which is really good news uh, for those of us who maybe have been purchasing a lot of their stuff over the last few years and are finding it harder and harder to look for some things. Uh, now I know I can go out and pick something on their site and, and still get it at a, a smaller discount, but still a discount nonetheless. So holiday sale is going to kick off um, Black Friday, Black Friday, which is only a couple weeks away. All right, let's get into today's main topic, which is talking about the World Cup and these two great soccer games, uh, one by Stone Mountain Press and the other by Play Games. So the World Cup is coming up. World Cup 2022 from, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it, but Qatar. And 
I think the official kickoff is November 20th. So we're less than two weeks away from the kickoff of the World Cup. Uh, Team USA is back in it, which I'm sure will generate some good interest uh, around the United States and help us follow it just a little bit. Uh, You know, it's still not the most popular sport in the United States, but across the world certainly ranks number one. This game of uh, soccer or football, whatever you want to name it. Um, And this is probably one of the biggest sporting events uh, that takes place. Uh, And what we're looking at this time around is, you know, I've decided to do the showcase event with Team USA. Team USA has their group is going to be the teams that they're playing is, uh, if you didn't hear it, Iran, Wales and England. So they've got a really tough draw with England traditionally. And should perform better than Iran, although Iran is pretty close to home in this uh, World Cup, being in the Middle East. And then you've got Wales. So the U.S., I don't know if they're considered a favorite to advance, but they're certainly a pretty strong team. And they, I would think they have an opportunity to advance as probably the second team out of their group uh, if they can just get a big win one of those first two games. So that's that's what we're looking at right now for the World Cup. Um, if you're in soccer now, I don't think Dice United actually offers right now a World Cup set, but we're not going to really focus completely on the World Cup for these two games. Just wanted to talk a little bit about both of these games. And if you haven't had a chance to play um, either one of them or have only played one of them, this will give you a little bit of an idea about which of these might be a little bit better for you in terms of setting up a project. So stealing from Gary Brown's uh, interview when we talked about Dice United uh, and it was, you know, he talked about building the game engine uh, for Dice United and for Stone Cold Hockey uh, versus games that he's created like Gridzone and he described them as like top down or bottom up. And what he was referring to was really like, what does the game engine focus in on? Dice United happens to be a game that really focuses in on the team overall. So what you're doing is when you think about the level of abstraction in these two games for Dice United, it's really based on how is the team going to perform over in, during the course of the game. Uh, everything comes down to just a couple of ratings. Uh, you're rated for your attack, your defense, your aggression, and then your goalie. Uh, and then, of course, there's a control rating for the teams. And so those that then that's a team rating, right? So you're not going to see necessarily the individual stars contributing in different ways. Uh, you'll have a little bit of detail provided on on what individuals are coming up in some of the big situations, but really it's based on an overall team score or team rating for a game like Dice United. When you get to things like who scored the goal or who got the yellow card, that's going to, there's a lookup tables that will allow you to get to the details for that. And you'll be able to identify individual players from that, but it really is just based on a percentage based lookup chart. Um, not really based on their overall ratings or anything. It's just if you happen to be the top goal scorer on the team that year, you're going to have a bigger range uh, and or bigger percentage of the share of those goals. So 
That's really what that comes down to in Dice United. The game engine is completely based off of pitting one team against another. My attack versus your defense. Who's the more aggressive team? You know, a better chance for the yellow cards. Yellow cards can lead to free kicks, penalty kicks, sometimes injuries. Uh, obviously can eventually lead to, you know, has an opportunity to lead to red cards. And those can start to impact the overall ratings of both teams. Uh, but what you're looking at for the most part is, you know, my attack versus your defense or vice versa. And then really, the more you play the game, you realize like a strong goaltender can really dictate play of the game. But they can't completely dominate the game. It's not it's not like they can just shut down a game if you have a great goaltender. I mean, if the roles go against you, the roles go against you. And uh, when I was playing some of those Heart of Midlothian games... That's really what was happening. Their win against Celtic at home was probably a fluke, right? Like they should not have necessarily won that game. But on the road, Celtic's control not as strong. And some of their other ratings of like attack and defense just weren't as strong. And they were closer in rating to Midlothian. Overall, if I played that game a dozen times, we're probably going to see Midlothian lose more often than not. But on that particular day, the roles went in their favor. They got some good low scores. When uh, when Celtic was getting a chance to get on the attack, they ended up with a lot of high scores. Um, and a lot of their attacks ended up being defended as well because I got like a low score on the defense rating. And so Midlothian was able to bring their defense into play more often too. So, and that's kind of how soccer works. Sometimes teams will dominate and it just doesn't bounce in your favor. And that will show up a lot. Uh, You'll see teams possess the ball a lot in a game and you'll even see them get off a lot of shots, but maybe the shots just aren't on target or they just got some bad bounces here and there. Things go against you. And even though you seem like you've won the game, you don't win in the final score. But it's all based on that top-down, team-oriented ratings, primarily. When you get to a game like Soccer Blast, uh, and I would say between the two, like a game of Dice United is probably, you know, I can usually play a game in about 10 to 15 minutes to get through an entire game. Whereas with Soccer Blast, I'm probably right now between 30 and 40 minutes most of the time. Uh, depending on how much uh, how much time passes on some of my results for you know midfield pl- battles, but thirty to forty minutes. So this game plays a lot longer because the abstraction is not as great as it is for a Dice United. We're also getting into player level details now, so this is more that b- bottom up approach, and. All the players have their own individual ratings, and you're going to see how individual players impact the overall team performance. And while Soccer Blast still challenges for team ratings, it's an overall like how many players do we have that have things like pace or, you know, or how many star players do we have or how many players are rated for hard. Um, you're going to build a team score based on the individuals who are involved in the play at that particular time. 
the flow of the game is really excellent in Soccer Blast. Uh, you know, you're moving back and forth between players. Uh, there is some card switching that goes on. I find the card switching, if you've had a chance to play like Hockey Blast, you're going to switch to cards a lot less often for Soccer Blast than you would for like Hockey Blast. And, and it's mostly the frequency of card changes probably happens as often as it does with Hockey Blast, but you're typically only changing one, maybe two players per turn, whereas with Hockey Blast, you're rotating the entire five men on the line. So little different feel that way. Uh, I think for me, that's why the game tends to play just a tiny bit quicker than it does for Hockey Blast. Um, so you've got these individual player ratings, and they're rated for a lot of different things. They're rated for their playmaking ability in terms of controlling the game, rated on those six different qualities. They are rated for scoring ability, both scoring and assists. So you've got two ratings for your every player. Some of them are actually detrimental ratings, uh, the scissor ratings that you see in most of the blast games, or star ratings, which are allowing it to build for a team attack. And then you've got your special symbols that are used in most of the blast games, uh, rating players for things like defense, for attack, and for control. Uh, you don't have any of the special ratings that you do in Hockey Blast. and Hockey Blast, you've got additional ratings for things like power plays uh, or power play kill. You're not going to see that here in Hockey and uh, Soccer Blast. So you've got those base ratings, and those all add to an overall team effectiveness. But there are times in Soccer Blast where you're also going to get into the level of abstraction is going to be more of a one-on-one -on -one battle. Uh, so that's something you get in Soccer Blast that you won't necessarily get in a Dice United. So when you look at these two games, you start to think, okay, well, what am I gonna? What do I want to get from my game, and and what works best for the project that I'm going to be running? And I think the main question you want to ask yourself is, am I more interested in team results, or do I want to see how individual players are performing? And if you really want to get a really good, accurate representation of individual players, you may want to lean towards a soccer blast. Yes, you can get the individual goal scorers and things like that from Dice United, but it really is based on just a random lookup chart rather than the actual player impacting that play. But if you're more interested in just, hey, how's this team going to perform wins and losses, you may want to lean towards Dice United, which is going to allow you to see how a team performs against its opponents, and you'll be able to get to those results a lot quicker. So if I was playing like a full season replay, and I really only just wanted to see how a team's going to perform over the course of that season, wins and losses, I am probably leaning towards Dice United. It's, it's much more of an express game than Soccer Blast, which means I can play more games. In an hour, I am probably going to be able to get four games in of Dice United. On the other hand, if I play Soccer Blast, I might only get one, if I'm really lucky, maybe two games, but more likely one and maybe over the course of three hours, be able to get in, you know, two or three games. So, or maybe, maybe four in a three hour span. So 
if you want to play a lot of games, lean towards a game like Dice United. And then obviously an express game is going to tend to do that. Um, they both give you a, li- a feel for how a soccer game gets played out. But, you know, the reason Dice United is more of an express game is because just, again, that level of abstraction. You're not seeing every minute play out. You're skipping large portions of the game. Uh, it has a way of just kind of getting to certain highlights throughout the game. But you're going to feel like when it gets really tense towards the end of each half, that's going to play out pretty nicely. And that's a nice mechanic in there to work with the timing dice to get you to a point where you really start to feel like, you know, what's been labeled as crunch time at the end of each of the halves. That will that will play out. Uh, and, you know, the game mechanic in Dice United of that final attack, if you've got a close game, uh, a one goal game, that final attack can be a really great moment for you on your tabletop because you're going to see, like, can this team come through? Uh, and you you can get some really tense battles. And I actually, I've only played probably about, well, let's see, I've been playing, I've played 22 games so far with this particular project that I'm doing. I've had one game already that a team tied it up on the final attack. Uh, so I had that nice tense moment at the end and they actually were able to come away with a point because of that final attack. So it does help you build that, that intensity during the game and just happens to play it in a much quicker, at a much quicker pace. So you can get more games in. On the other hand, soccer blast, you get to see how individual players and you can see when they are able to dominate a game. And overall, like a really strong team is going to perform really well in Soccer Blast because they just tend to control the game more often. But even there, the dice can run against you. And as much as you want to say you're setting it up and generating a lot of attacks and making things happen, if the dice don't go your way, the dice don't go your way. And you can end up just not being able to get the ball in the net. And that will end that. But you're going to definitely get a feel for the players that are impacting that game. You're going to get a feel for the impact of things like yellow cards during the game, and you get to see the refs come into play. So there's just more components to the game. And again, that's the difference between playing a game at more of a full play versus an express level game. So there are some very key differences between these two games, even though I love both of them. And as you can tell, I'm playing both of them for different projects. It all depends on what I'm looking for with a game like, you know, with the Scottish Premiership League that I'm running. I just want to see wins and losses. I don't know these players. I have nothing invested in these players. So and even though I'm rolling on those lookup charts to see who gets the yellow cards and who's scoring the goals, it just doesn't have a lot of meaning to me. Generally, when I'm playing with some of the other sets with Soccer Blast, I'm looking at the individual players. And there's certain players that I'm trying to focus in on uh, when I know the teams. Now, you know, the game I played last week between Team USA and Iran, not going to lie, I don't know any of the players in Iran. But some of those American players I do know, and I was watching to see how they would perform. And, you know, it's a huge moment when a guy that, you know, like Pulisic is able to get that tying goal in extra time and you know that that's again similar to the moment i had in dice united that's a pretty big moment to be able to experience 
knowing that the clock is running out and they don't have many opportunities left. And for them to come up with that big goal and walk away with the point, salvage a game that just wasn't working out for them uh, and they were down, but they were able to come back, get that point, walk away with at least one point in the standings. Uh, that's a huge moment. So both games really offer you a lot. Uh, they're both really designed well. It really just comes down to the key differences and what you're looking for. Do you want that team-oriented game or maybe an express game leaning towards Dice United? Want to see the player-centric game, maybe play a little bit longer game, get to see more of the details play out, lean towards Soccer Blast. And like I said, I don't think Dice United has a World Cup set out just now. I, th I think they might be doing it post-World Cup. Um, with play, you get the uh, World Cup pre-play. And for the most part, the rosters are there. And like I said, for most of the teams, I'm not really focused on do I have the exact roster or not. I have a roster that represents a country. And that's for the most part, that's good enough for me. Um, so I'm going to play both of these out. I'm playing a full season with Dice United just because, again, the game engine allows me to do that with about the same time commitment that I'm going to get and playing a very short showcase with Soccer Blast and Team USA. And my goal is I'm going to ride Team USA as far as I can. Uh, they're, they're going to obviously play at least the three games. If they qualify, I'll get at least one playoff game, hopefully two. I would like to, I'm hoping to get to at least five games with it, but we'll see how it works out. All right, let's come back for a quick wrap-up on the other side. So that's a wrap on today's episode where we looked at Dice United and Soccer Blasts. Really just a side-by-side -side comparison. And I'm sure folks are going to wonder, like, how come I only covered these two games? And as I've stated before, I'm not really a game collector. I'm not someone who goes out and searches for every game that I can purchase. Um, I really want to get games that cover the spectrum of sports that are available. And when I find a game that I enjoy playing, I'm going to stick with it until something better comes along. And, and I'm not going to buy games that are very similar in nature. So honestly, I haven't tried a lot of different soccer games. I've probably only played a couple of other soccer games. Um, some of them computer-based games that I don't usually cover on this podcast. These are really the two that are dominating my tabletop as far as that goes. And uh, I don't really see a reason of shifting away from either one of them right now. So that's why I decided to focus on these two as part of this kind of World Cup uh, preview. Uh, didn't mention it in the main segment, but there is a little quick play version of the World Cup that you can get from play games. And I think it's it, it was fun. I, I went through it and uh, completed the World Cup using their their quick play format. Uh, I think Netherlands ended up being my overall champion uh, when I went through it. So, um, you know, if you get a chance to download that, I think it's a free download for play games. Uh, the World Cup quick play is what it's called. If you go to their website and just checking it out. Yeah. Um, Netherlands, I think, beat I don't know, Portugal, I don't know. I can't remember. Now that I'm looking at my notes, I'm not sure if Netherlands or Portugal ended up winning the whole thing here for me. But uh, that was my final two teams was the Netherlands and Portugal. And we'll see how it plays out. So 
now I'm focusing on Team USA and just trying to see how it goes. Uh, yeah, checking my gaming log. Portugal defeated the Netherlands 3-2 in the final for me. So we'll see how the actual tournament plays out in a couple of weeks. Uh, next episode is going to be a top five, maybe a top ten, but certainly a top list. Uh, I'm going to focus on activities related to the hobby uh, and, you know, what are some things you can do while you're not playing games on the tabletop? Uh, there are some great, great activities you can be part of that are related to the hobby without actually playing those games on your tabletop. So that'll be next week's episode. Uh, until then, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.